you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. some of that, isn't it? In fact, even myself, as I watched that, it was hard for me to, to imagine what that mother went through. Today, we decided to take a few moments to recognize one of the greatest epidemics that is sweeping our nation. For years, we as the church have been silent, kept quiet. But I think we've learned that the government probably doesn't have the answer. That the secular society doesn't have the answer. There's only one answer. Jesus Christ. As I was preparing for today, God led me to a passage, and Kyle will put it up today, out of Mark chapter 2. It doesn't have to do with addiction. But it does have to do with sickness. And I don't know about you, but I would probably say today that addiction is a sickness that needs healing just like cancer, AIDS, or a cold, or COVID. I'll never forget when I was a kid. One day we were at the church. I grew up in Falcon, North Carolina. and went to a church called Colbert Memorial. We were about to go on a Boy Scouts camping trip. A few weeks earlier than that, something had happened to me. The doctors didn't know I'd had a seizure. My friends had heard but didn't think much about it. But that day, while standing out there, we're about to leave to get in the car, and I had a seizure. I fell, hit my head, did some damage. From that moment on, three of my closest friends, Jason, Ron, and Chris, they became very protective over me. We would be places and they'd go, John, did you take your medicine? John, did you take your medicine? We'd be doing things and I may have a look on my face. they go, John, are you okay? Everything all right? You need anything? See, my friends had seen firsthand what had happened and they became very protective over me, wanted to take care of me. It made me think of this passage here. And it says in Mark chapter 2, they came to him bringing a, a paralegic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith. Let me stop right there. Say a word with me. Faith. This is important. How many of you believe today Jesus can do all things? And do you believe that that same Jesus who can do all things can also heal us from addiction? It says that they lowered him down right there in front of Jesus. And as they lowered him down right in front of Jesus... Jesus said to him, your sins are forgiven. 
You read on in the story, and it says there that after Jesus says that he, his sins were forgiven, he says, get up and walk. What I begin to think about in this story was, well, not just the man that was healed, but the four friends. The, those four individuals that were willing to do whatever it took to get their friend in front of Jesus. It's been, I guess, seven years now that we've had our Hope Center. See, what led us to start a Hope Center here at Compassion Church was that I had a guy come in one day and gave his heart and life to Christ. Someone came to me after service that day and said, do you know who he is? And I said, no, I, I don't know who he is. I just met him today for the first time. And he said, Pastor, he's the biggest drug dealer in town. About a month later, we had a second guy come in, and someone asked him, and they said, Pastor, and he got saved, and someone, Pastor, do you know who he is? And I said, I don't. He said, Pastor, he's the second biggest drug dealer in town. I don't know why they were coming in. But see, do you know that God puts an anointing on individuals, amen? I call it an anointing of an influence. And for some reason, God was drawing in individuals to our church that had an addiction problem, a drug problem. And that guy got saved. About three months after he came, one day I noticed he was not here. He was not in the church. And what I noticed happened one day is, is I, I made that phone call. And I said, listen, man, I hadn't seen in a while. Where you been? And he said, Pastor, you know my past. He said, I've got to take care of my family. I've got to put food on the table. And he said, Pastor... I'm going back to my old way of life. It broke my heart. It destroyed me. Because see, I'd got him here. I'd got him saved. But, but something had happened that after they'd come and given their heart to life to Christ, there had to be something more. And we made a decision as a church, as a, as a body of Christ, that if we were going to get them to Jesus, then we were going to supply whatever we could to break that addiction off their life. Amen. And we started something called Hope Center Ministries. And I want you to know that that day that we did that. We didn't know exactly how it was going to work or if we could make it work. But all we knew is this, is that Jesus was the answer to the problem that was sweeping the nation. And if we could just find a way to help them. So you see all these chairs going up behind me. These empty chairs. They're symbolizing the people that have died of addiction, just in the amount of time that I'm speaking today, it begins to represent those individuals that have lost their life to a battle that has swept this nation. And that if we as the body of Christ don't step up and step in, we're in trouble. 
See, the hope is Jesus Christ. Those men that day, that they began to lower the man down through the roof. See, they couldn't get to him because the crowd was so big. There was an obstacle between them and Jesus. Can I tell you, there's an obstacle in this world that is keeping people from Jesus, and it's called drugs and alcohol. My grandfather was an alcoholic. He abused my grandmother. I don't know how many times we would go down to his house and something had happened. I've experienced in my life two of my best friends growing up. One became a drug addict. The other became a drug dealer. I've seen that within my life of what happens and what takes place. But can I tell you today that in my life I begin to see that there is an answer and it is Jesus Christ. And These men thought if I can only get him to Jesus. The sickness that is in his life, he can be healed. The problem that is there, he can be healed. If I can just get my friend to Jesus, and, and these men made a decision that day, they wouldn't let a crown, they wouldn't let anybody else. If they had to tear it up, they would tear up the roof of somebody else's house. They were going to do whatever it took to get this friend in front of Jesus because if they got their friend in front of Jesus, then Jesus would fix the problem. You see, that's why today we've made this decision as the church to bring this to your attention, to say that there is a world out there that is dying and struggling with drugs and alcohol, but the answer is Jesus Christ. Let me say this. I believe in 12-step programs. I believe in AA. I believe in CR. I believe in all of those. But can I tell you that if they get there and they don't know Jesus, they're still not fixing the problem. That the number one thing that I want you to hear me when I say this today, our Hope Center is not just about getting people set free from drugs and alcohol. Our Hope Center is about getting people to Jesus first, setting them free second. And that we as the body of Christ have got to first acknowledge the problem. And say, we can't hide our head in the sand anymore and ignore that there's a problem with drugs and alcohol. We as the body of Christ have got to step up and say, if we don't do something. You see, many times we hold our faith to ourselves, And we think our faith is just for us. You see, those men that day made a decision. If I can get my friend in the face of Jesus, Jesus can fix the problem. Let me say this. Can you learn, and here's the first thing I want you to know today. Can you learn to see hope in everybody's situation? Can you learn to see hope in everybody's situation? That when you see that addict, can I beg of you, see beyond the addiction. See beyond the problem. 
You don't know how many men and women are sitting in this church today that if you just saw them five years ago, ten years ago, some of them just a year ago, you would have walked past them and ignored them because of the addiction and the problem in their life. But they got to Jesus because somebody saw hope in their hopeless situation. Here's the second thing. You have to see hope in what Jesus can do. See, Jesus doesn't just save us, which that's the greatest gift you'll ever receive. But see, Jesus doesn't just save us. There's hope in the power of Jesus Christ. The hope to heal. The hope to deliver. The hope to set free. The hope to bring us out of that way of life, out of that issue, out of that problem. There's hope in Jesus Christ. See, some of us get saved. And that's the end of our walk with Christ. You may be on your way to heaven, but you're missing out on the power of what God can do. That God can bless you. That God can touch you. That God can do things in your life you never thought possible. That God can begin to take you from where you are today in the depths of your sin, in the depths of your problem, in the depths of your situation, and God's hope can raise you out of that. So you've got to have hope in what Jesus can do. Listen, all they knew was this. If I can get my friend in front of Jesus, he will be set free. Here's the last thing. You have to have hope in what Jesus can do in you and through you. The Bible says that Jesus told him to take up his mat and go. Jesus didn't pick him up. Jesus didn't carry him outside. Jesus didn't put him in a wheelchair. He said, get up. See, there comes a moment that you realize Jesus has done what Jesus is supposed to do. Now you've got to do what you've got to do. If you're an addict today, if you're struggling with drugs and alcohol in your life, please do me a favor. Stop blaming everybody else. Stop blaming what's happened in your life. Stop blaming how your mother and your father treated you. Stop blaming that you've been victimized. I know that it may have been difficult and it may have been hard. And I know that it's unfair and it shouldn't have happened to you. I get it. But can I also tell you this? There comes a moment to forget those things which are behind and strive to the prize that lies ahead. See, I'll get you to Jesus. I'll share his hope. And I'll tell you what his hope can do. But you've got to make a decision in your life. Hear me. You've got to make a decision in your life to live for Jesus. To serve him. See, that's what we're doing here at Compassion Church. See, that's what we're doing today. I made it my goal years ago when I came to this church. This church was to do everything it could to fight the addiction. You know, when I, you know what I heard about when, when I first came to Wichita Falls? They called it the black hole because drugs were so bad here. But if we will share Jesus and the love of Jesus, 
if we as a church won't shun. I never forget years ago, and I'm going to close with this. I was close with this. I was sitting in the back one day in a classroom for new members. We asked him, said, how did you find out about our church? Pastor David can attest he was in that class that day. Seven people raised their hand and they said, we found out about your church because another church told us to come here. I said, well, praise God. Shame on them. But praise God, their loss is my gain. Shame on them. See, we determine here at Compassion Church that everybody's welcome. We don't care your past, your yesterday. All we care about is your tomorrow. But church, let me say this. It is not somebody else's problem. It's yours. You've got a neighbor, a cousin, a co-worker. You've got a friend, a family member, maybe a husband or a wife that is struggling with this problem. Chris, the friend that I told you about earlier, he was one of my good friends that grew up to become a drug dealer. Chris, a while back, had gone to my father's funeral. Chris was there. Well, let me take that back. He actually came to the house. He said to me, he said, John, you know me. I can't go to church, but you're my friend, and I loved your dad, and I want to come by and pay my respects. But, man, I can't go to church. I don't belong there. Something inside of me kept saying, John, tell him about Jesus. Tell him about Jesus. I didn't. I thanked him for coming, paying his respects. About three months later, I would get a call. Ron had died. I mean, Jason, Chris had died. Sorry. Those are my three close friends. Chris had passed away because of all the drugs he'd used in his life. I share this with you today. It's time we do something. It may be you getting them to church. It may be you getting them to the Hope Center. Or it may be in a few moments what we're going to do. But all I'm asking is to do something. I want you to bow your head close your eyes. If you've got someone in your family, someone you know that is struggling with addictions, I want you to raise your hand right now. Lord, we pray for all the hands. We pray for all the hands that are raised right now. Lord, there's hands all around the sanctuary. And God, I pray today, instead of them hoping somebody else gets to that person, lay upon their heart today to be the one who tells that person about Jesus. That they'll do whatever it takes to get them to Jesus. They'll do whatever it takes to tell them about our Hope Center or another drug and rehab here in town. 
They'll do whatever it takes to help that individual to overcome that addiction. Lord, they're not going to wait for somebody else. They're not going to wait for someone else to be the answer. They're going to be the answer. They're going to be the hope. Stir up inside of them today a boldness to be the hope for somebody that is struggling with addiction. With every head bowed, every eye closed. This is personal, and I'm asking you to be brave. But if you're struggling with an addiction in your life, I want you to raise your hand right now. Amen. Yes. Yes. Lord, I pray for all hands that are raised. Help them today, Lord. Heal them from this addiction. Give them the power to overcome this affliction, Lord. I pray today, Lord, let them not be shamed or embarrassed. Let them know today that we all have struggles. But Christ Jesus is the hope for their addiction. And I speak freedom and liberty in their life today. Lord, set them free. Let them stand up and rise and walk even in the middle of their addiction and get the help that they need. Let them get the help they need. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, say, Pastor, if I were to die today, I don't know whether I'm going to heaven or hell, but I don't want to leave this house without knowing Jesus as Lord and Savior. If that's you today, no one's looking, just you, me, and the Lord. If you'd like to give your heart and life to Christ, I want you to raise your hand right now. Amen. 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 I've had four raise their hand. Give God praise. I want not just the four that raise their hand, but I want all of you to say this prayer with me. Say it loud. Say it proud as four new names are being written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, I invite you to my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I come to you and ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Give God praise today. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.